You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated L for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of a family under 18 years of age. Welcome to a show that's as real as it gets. If you're looking for niceness, this is not it. Nope. <laughs> real topics. Real conversation. Of course, you had to go open up a can of worms. <laughs> I did. And probably some real controversy. Or, like, I'm, I'm very blunt or whatever. It, it's only because, like, I really try to, like, say what's on my mind. It is like you kind of knew what was if you know who I am and you know what kind of person I am, like you knew it was coming. Jason Klaus, I mean, running on adrenaline, caffeine, and rage at this point. So let's roll. Amy Sheridan, like I have pains, I am old, and I have went through. This is The Real Podcast on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Real Podcast here on the PFC. (laughs) (laughs) You always say something so damn funny, like right before you count to one. Like, and nobody else knows it because no one else can hear it. But you always do that and you make me fucking laugh. And then you look at me and then you start fucking laughing. <laughs> That's why I try not to look at you. Like, when I'm doing the open, I, like, I try to block out the right side of my screen. But, like, I can't. I can see it out of my peripheral, even though I'm looking into the camera. Welcome to the show uh, here on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus. She is Amy Sheridan. Uh, just before we came on um, on the air here, um, I revealed to Amy that this is the 30th episode of this. It you've is. Been, you've it been is. on here for 29 of them because I did the I, one where I filled yeah. your sales or whatever, but. Um, the 30th episode. Can you believe it? Type blocks. I, I can't. I know. Like, it feels like I just started this. I swear to God. And I'm just like, oh my God, am I running out of topics? No. Fuck no. Look, I, all you got to do is look out the living room window and, you know. Yeah. You got no, something I, to talk about. I have something I to talk about with you right out of the gate. Okay. God, should I? Okay. For the listeners, today's drink is a pineapple upside down cake martini double. (laughs) It's been one of those kind of days. Well, we (laughs) yeah we we can get into that here momentarily, but there's something I I I need to discuss with you. 
Um, several several (laughs) times over recent weeks, you have alluded to the fact that you, um, you very much enjoy cat videos on on the TikTok. So they're so funny. Listen to me. I, I, and I have said, I have maintained, I am not on TikTok. I do not have plans on going on TikTok. Even though at least once a week, someone is fucking, you need to get on TikTok. I don't need to be on any more on social media than I already am because social media sucks. We'll just um, send you the videos. Huh? <laughs> I said, we'll just continue to send you the videos. Okay. So the other day I, I log on to Facebook. I had some time. The, the, the line was down. I needed something to occupy my brain before I just completely went off the rails. That's a story for another time. Um, and I was, you know, going through the newsfeed and it said suggested for you. And there was, it was a cat video. And I think it was, uh, something, something to do with cats and Christmas trees. Yep. And, and, and I tagged you in the comment or, or, you know, (laughs) it was so funny too. I love So, So the next one, the next time I go on there a couple hours later, like, Every other thing is is a site with a cat video, and I had tagged you again in a comment. I'm like, God damn it, man! I said I tagged you in one cat video, and now my newsfeed is flooded with these sons of bitches. Now I will say, I will say that second one that I tagged you in oh, when it, it said, uh, "Do you, something along the lines of Do you yeah. ever feel like somebody's watching you?" and the camera pans and the cat. This cat is hanging outside the fucking <laughs> outside the goddamn window. I mean, just locked eyes on that camera, and it was the funniest thing. It, it is. I'm telling you, that's what it's like. I don't care what kind of day you're having. Like, if you just watch a cat video, it all goes away. Like all the badness in your life, it just all goes away. It's something. I'm here to tell you. Cat video. And I used to hate cats, like just despise them. I don't know why. I was just never a cat person, except for like your cats. You know, like I really dug your cats because they were like fat and lazy and like super cool, just fucking chill cats. I just. I miss those cats. (laughs) They were the best. Toonie was my favorite. Uh, She was everybody's favorite. (laughs) She was great. great. And then, like, Chase just got super obsessed with cats. And so we had gotten him a kitten. And, um, well, we didn't just get him a kitten. Okay, so there was, like, this lady in front of the fucking Kmart when Kmart was still there. Like, mind you, we still have this cat. So, like, that's how old this damn cat is. Um... It, it was a black and white cat, and this lady was, like, sitting there with the fucking box. You know how, like, yeah. you get the fucking free kitten box, and she looked like she picked her ass and smells it. And I'm just, like, <laughs> looking at this this poor little baby, and I was just like, oh, my God, I need it. And so I just, I took it, and I just went into Kmart and, like, purchased all the cat things that it would need. And then I brought it home, and everyone's like, well, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, hey, guys, 
guys, I just brought home a cat, you know, like, I hope you don't mind. And he's like the best cat ever. Best fucking cat ever. I, his name is Cheddar. And it's like the only boy left in this house. And then we got Chase because then Chase was like, oh my gosh, I need to rescue another fucking cat. So then I seen this other fucking cat that was like in our neighborhood and it was just like fucking roaming around, but it had a collar on. And I'm like, someone let this fucking cat go. And that pissed me off even more. Because, like, here it was, just this gray ball of fluff. And, like, my little heart just fucking melted. And I was like, oh, fuck, fine. So I pick up the cat and I take the fucking cat home. I stuff it under my shirt. And Tim's like, what the fuck is that meowing? Like, (laughs) how come you didn't get another fucking cat? And I was like, oh, but I did. And so we named him Pip. Or Chase named him Pip for Pipsqueak, you know, because he was just so tiny. And here's big, fat-ass, fucking lazy cheddar, you know. Here's Pip. Pip ended up dying. Like, it wasn't even a year later. We had just gotten him um, neutered and, like, all of his shots up to date and everything. And he ended up getting the crystals. And that's when I found out about the damn crystals and cats and like how 50% of like boy cats get these really large crystals in their urinary tract and they're not able to go to the bathroom and so it sits in there and you can get this surgery that costs like it was like $2,700 and this was like a year or two ago like a year and a half ago $2,700 it would unblock his urinary tract and remove the crystal but they said this doesn't like solve the problem you know if he got this big of a crystal before chances are he's going to get another big crystal you know and it's it's that calcium crystal thing um and we were just like oh my god so like it might not even work and she's like chances are probably in a few weeks he'll get another one you know like usually they if they produce this big of one and she said and this cat's got quite a few you know they did the x-rays and all that and blood work and nothing was coming out he was in so much pain and i just couldn't take it and i didn't want him to go through that stuff so we we ended up having to put him down So then I was like, okay, no more boy cats. Luckily, Cheddar's had crystals, but has only had small ones. And I've only had to take them to the vet just a couple of times to help with those little blockages. But they didn't result in like $2,700 surgeries that, you know, in a couple of weeks, he just gets more. He passes like these really tiny crystals. So he's been good so far. So because Chase was so upset, like we had the cat cremated and, you know, gave the paw print to Chase. And I mean, he was just fucking devastated. Just, I've never seen this kid so goddamn sad. Like I had to, I had to paint a picture of Pip and I had to put a picture of Pip on the wall and Pip wasn't even a year old, you know? Um, So... We ended up getting a girl cat from one of my friends there. Her and her boyfriend, her boyfriend's cat had kittens. 
and she was like, yeah, come on over, you know, like you guys can have one for free. And I'm like, are you sure? Cause like, I'll pay for it. And she, you know, she's like, no, no, no. So I went over there and, um, her, you know, her boyfriend let us pick one out and Chase picked out this one and her name is mozzarella and she is doing absolutely fabulous. And she's a black and white medium furred cat and she's so lovey and she I just freaking love cats now and I don't know why it's so bizarre but I just love them you are becoming the cat lady is what's happened (laughs) I would have never imagined well I just felt so bad for Chase you know like he wants (laughs) to He, he says when he grows up, he wants to, now he wants to become a, a mechanic just like his dad. But, like, when that whole thing happened, like, he, he wanted to be a veterinarian, mm-hmm. but only for cats. And I'm just like, um, I don't think it works like that. Well, I mean, if but you're going to specialize in something, why not? Right, right. And, and he, does, he, he really doesn't like dogs, you know? He just, he is a cat lover and just... Cats, 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 and we get the cat's hat and clothes. <laughs> oh, my God. They love it. That's they, great. They don't. They don't No, I, I was going to say, you know, I think one year I tried putting some sort of Christmas gimmick on Toonie, and she just wasn't having it. Like, <laughs> uh, like one of the few times she actually bit me, like, actually went to bite me for real, not when I was playing with her. Because, you know, I would get... I, well, you saw, like, I would yeah. wrestle with her, and she would grab a hold of my hand and, like, nibble on my hand, you know, just to be like, hey, fucker, you're <laughs> you're a little too rough. But yeah. uh, the, on that particular occasion, she was not happy and let me know about it in no uncertain terms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, she hasn't bought, like, bit anyone. Cheddar. Cheddar will, Cheddar will light you the fuck up. If Cheddar don't like you. Watch out, because he will fucking stalk you. He will bite you. He will, like, rub all of his shit, like, all over your stuff. And not, you know, like, you know. And he's not claiming you. He's just, right. this is my fucking territory, and I'm going to make you smell like me. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, he's such an asshole, which is probably why I like him. I was just going to say that. No wonder you two get along so well. Very similar traits in that aspect. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So yeah, I had to bring that up because I thought I was doing doing you a solid by spreading some sunshine in your day in in a realm that I knew you were a big fan of. Now yeah. my shit is infiltrated with it. And <laughs> so thank but you. It will bring sunshine to your day too, because that yeah. shit is hilarious. It's now, hilarious. That one was really funny though. <laughs> it was funny. The one with the, the I've seen one where the dude hung the Christmas tree from the ceiling and the cat jumps up. Oh, okay, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, I, I I didn't watch that more than once. Whereas the one with the little fucker hanging out the window, like, what you doing? <laughs> I know, and his eyes didn't move. Not one bit. He looked they like a fucking statue. Moved. He just didn't yeah. move. 
I like ones where they like turn the camera and then they turn it back and they're like fucking closer, just like stiff. <laughs> you know, so like they're they 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 start out like far away and then at like every time you move, like they get just a smidge closer and a smidge closer and a smidge closer. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The shit I love with me. That's all right. Watch. Hey, what, whatever makes you giggle, Amy. I mean, life's I... too short to be pissed off all the time. If it's cat videos that make you happy, well, have at it. Right. Right. Right, man. Speaking about happiness, so like <laughs> this this week has been super busy. Don't laugh about happiness. Okay. That's a serious fucking issue right there. I am. I listen. You are steering the ship here. You tell me where we're going. Okay. Happiness. 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 <laughs> I'm wearing a huge happy hat over here. Let's roll. Okay. So this week has been super busy. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was actually going to be hell week. Um, I like. I don't, uh, okay, so PSA, <laughs> for those that have anxiety, like, this bad, um, the Christmas season can be super overwhelming when it comes to, like, you know, parties and get-togethers and things you have to do. I'm going to kill my dog because I know everyone hears her barking in the background. I think, I think she's home. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because I'm pretty sure every episode Charlie makes an appearance. So. Yes, the official dog of the PFC Podcast Network. <laughs> yes, we're gonna have to turn her into a cartoon okay. and then make a shirt out of her and and say that exact thing. Send me a picture, and I, I will. will make that happen for sure. Like that's something I'll, I'll totally buy that shit. I'll buy one of those. You, you won't know. buy one of those that has your fucking face on it or your last name sheridan 214 like should be flying off the shelves like my north pole 316 shirt that i'm sporting here today that but be that cool. as it may yeah it I... is pretty cool let's see the back of it <laughs> oh my goodness that santa is... was yeah the stone cold skull to support the store cafe press actually has a sale going on right now so all merchandise is 40 percent off <laughs> if you haven't already go and get yourself a fucking shirt or a messenger bag like something cute cute with my fucking face on it there <laughs> or Jason. thank you no hey it, this is your show this is all about you i'm just pushing oh, buttons oh i hate it when you do that it's all right you make me so uncomfortable <laughs> At oh, least I didn't go into a big elaborate open. Like, I kind of took that out of my uh, repertoire. It's, it's much more <laughs> casual, you know? Like, yep. because, again, people with anxiety, like, <laughs> they're just kind of like, oh, my God, it's not about me. You know, it's it's one of those weird things. So, yeah, um, so people with anxiety, you know, they, they kind of really dread, you know, the holiday season because there's just so much shit that, that goes on. So Tuesday, this has been such a busy week. Tuesday, um, Chase had his holiday concert. So that was super cool. You know, um, we got to go there and they slipped in a Halloween song. I don't know why. I think she said because they've been like learning it this entire time and they didn't get to play it at um, their fifth grade concert. 
So they played it at this one, like the, you know, the, the Christmas holiday one, which was fine. Um, cause it was, it was super cute, but it was very Halloween. Um, Chase within the songs that they played for this holiday concert. And I mean, they played everything from that spooky mansion song to sleigh live sleigh ride to, um, Beethoven, Beethoven. I can't fucking speak today. Beethoven's ninth, um, symphony. He played like seven different instruments. Percussionists are, are just off the chain. They're just off the chain. I'm so fucking glad that my kid is a percussionist because the different kinds of drums, the different kinds of instruments, the bell kits, the, you know, like the flute bells and I, I mean, even down to the damn triangle, you know, like these kids play and it was, it was so good. It was so good. So I was like super happy about that. But like, there was like shit that you know, like, first of all, it's it's crowded as all get out there. Where was and it like, at? It was at the Lapeer High School in okay. the auditorium. Um, so, like, my grandma apparently called my mom's phone. And so that started ringing. And, like, that loud old lady rang. To which the band director, and mind you, we were in the very last row. We always go for the very last row because the percussionists are like way in the back. So if we get too close, we won't be able to see the very back of the the band orchestra. And so we always sit in the back, back row. So my mom's phone goes off and this very loud ring. And of course the band instructor turns around and says, cell phones off please. And I was like, oh God. And she was, she was like fucking mortified, (laughs) absolutely mortified. And she's like, oh my God. And she, you know, I'm just like, oh my goodness. So like, I was embarrassed for her. I, f- I felt super, super bad. Um, and then like, I look at my dad and like my dad's there and he's like texting while they're playing. And I was like, can't anyone just goddamn enjoy the band? You know, like, I know they're not like great, but but to me, they were just fabulous. They were absolutely oh, sure. fabulous. And he tried so hard. So. That was on Tuesday. So on Wednesday, we have my company Christmas party. And it was my dad's birthday, which is fine. Because, you know, he went out and had fun, whatever. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I tried. I tried so hard. I know! uh... I tried to just kind of just Glaze over it and move. Yeah. <laughs> through that. My, uh, my dad acted like he just turned fucking 21. Mentally and physically. Um, in any case. Be that as it may. <laughs> the company Christmas party. Be that as it may. The company Christmas party. It was it was beautiful. Um, my company rented out the Palazzo de Bacci and Lake Orion, where we had a fabulous like four course dinner and um, drinks and uh, played bocce ball. I personally did not play bocce ball, and I feel too because again with anxiety, 
and this is like this is kind of where I'm going with it. I I almost didn't go to my company Christmas party. Like I'm not comfortable talking to these other people like about my life and like outside work stuff, you know, and then of course they're at a company Christmas party, so they don't want to talk about work. So what the fuck do I talk about? Nothing. I just sit at the table and I just chill there and I'm just like smiling my fake little smile and I'm just like seriously just wanting to like pull my fucking teeth out. And then finally, like we got through dinner, which was great. You know, I I had one drink because I knew I was driving and um, everyone went to go play bocce ball and I left like I I just I, I couldn't anymore. Um, which is, it, it's fine. <laughs> Do you, did you say goodbye before you left or did you just bounce? No, um, I said as soon as our hosts were like, okay, you know, everyone just, you know, pick up like your drinks and, you know, get your, your coats and stuff. Like we're going to move you to the bocce ball area. I was like, okay, awesome. So they're all like moving and I was like, well, I gotta go guys. I'll see you later. Bye you know kind of a deal and and I skedaddle out of there and it's like it's just it's so super uncomfortable for me you know because I just I don't I don't know these people regularly and there's like one person I am friends with but you don't well there's like two people actually that I'm like pretty like, I, I feel like I can, you know, talk about, like, my kids and, you know, their their band stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, so that's all well and good. But, like, I don't have any of these people on, like, my Facebook or, you know, like, any anything like that. Like, I'm not that comfortable with them. And I don't think I'll ever be that comfortable with them because, again, like, you know, you, you go to work and they're, like, they're just not, they're just not my kind of people. You know, like I have my kind of people and they're just not my kind of people. Sure. So I leave there, you know, and mind you, the first course, which was like a, like charcuterie board, like across the board. Um, it was like peppers and olives and cheese and meats and stuff like that. And like, I grab a piece of cheese and I grab a piece of meat and I grab an olive and I grab a little pepper and I, I put it on my my tiny little plate that's like all stacked up into three plates. So my tiny little appetizer plate and I look over and everyone and I shit you not like this is why they're like not my kind of people like what would you have done if you looked over and everyone was using their knife and fork and cutting like their their olive in in half. Oh Jesus and, Christ! Yes, <laughs> yes. And like their little cube of cheese, like a regular like I, maybe it was like a quarter of an inch cube of cheese or something. And they're like cutting that, and you know, like <laughs> like no. Was the pinky up too when they were? Using their utensils to put in this. I don't know. But then I was like, this is a fucking cube of cheese and like an olive. Like a fucking olive. And you're cutting an olive in half and you're stabbing it with a fork. And it was like a big fork. I was like, 
what the crap is going on? Like, what is fucking wrong with this situation? You know, like, I, I've never used a knife and fork to cut a, a cube of cheese or a fucking olive. An olive, for Christ's sakes. No, I will use my hands. I will pick up that fucking olive and I will stuff it in my face. Like, that is what I would do. Like, it's an olive. So, like, it was, it was very pretentious, to say the least. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then after I seen them cutting their olives and their cubes of cheese with the knife and fork, then I was like, oh my God, like we're about to get like salad and pasta and like, oh my gosh, like, are they going to look at me and like, see how I'm cutting my stuff and how I'm putting my food in my mouth and so then, like, the anxiety really kicked into high gear, like, once you're eating. And, of course, it was it was set up, like, family style. So everyone was, like, passing the plate and stuff. And, like, I felt like they were watching me put my food on my plate. And so then it was just, like, no, I'll just, just a little, you know, just, like, a couple pieces of penny. You know, it, it was, oh my God, it was, it was so, it was so frustrating. It was so frustrating, but it, like, it was beautiful and everyone was drinking all these wines and, you know, there was like bottles of wines everywhere and I was just, it, it was really nice. It was like a really nice dinner party. I just am not like that crazy cut my olive with a fork and knife kind of person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not that fucking fancy. Right. But it was very lovely. So I went home and it was fine. And so today I had my my admin Christmas party, like holiday virtual get together. And um, they required everyone to wear a hat. And I'm just like, are you friggin' serious? Like, I'm gonna wear a hat for like the last hour of my day. So this is what I found. <laughs> Which it's like this little super tiny mini hat. And that's what I did <laughs> for the whole party. And people were like, that is that like a, a mini Santa hat? <laughs> And I was like, well, yes, yes, it is. And it clips on just like so. So, yes, little mini Santa hat. And they had shipped to us before this party um, because, like, my boss is in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, like, all of our offices are, you know, like, we're all regional. So, like, everyone's from, like, around the entire U.S. So they shipped us all these packages that we weren't allowed to open until this party, until they said so. And so inside of these packages was a cute little um, candy cane spoon. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes. The candy cane spoon. Candy cane spoon. Is it made out of an actual candy cane? It is. It, it's super hard, and it's sealed inside of this package. So it's edible. Yes, it is an edible. And when you when I tell you the rest of the gifts that were in this box, you'll understand the theme. Okay, I'll shut up. So an edible candy cane spoon. Okay. 
This is like one of those unboxing gimmicks that they see on YouTube. I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. I know, right? And like we were all unboxing like all of our stuff during this time. Three little mini waffles. And if you've never had these, I suggest you fucking get some. Never these even are heard of them. So delicious. It's like a little mini waffle with like a smidgen of like caramel on the inside. And like when eaten with coffee, it's the most delicious thing I have ever tasted in my fucking mouth ever. So we got some of those. A packet of Ghirardelli hot cocoa mix. Ooh, fancy shit. And eye mask, which I don't really want to take out of the thing, but it's a um, like a cold eye mask. Mm-hmm. A keychain that says, sometimes you forget you're awesome. So this is your reminder. Oh, that's nice. I can appreciate that. Right. And the box that this stuff came in says, thank you. You make me want to be a better person. Thank you for everything. On the front oh, very nice. And then there is a wine tumbler or whatever that says, sometimes you forget you're awesome. So this is your reminder, which I thought you would appreciate. Absolutely. You know, you're always awesome. And then inside of the tumbler is a pair of scented, like, socks that says, bring me coffee if you can read this on the bottom of the feet. Love it. So it was, it was very, very nice, but, you know, like, you're sitting in Zoom, and it's, like, with a whole bunch of people that you, you've only met, like, maybe once in your life, but they send you, like, this box of total goodies, and that was super awesome. I mean, because this is, like, some really cute stuff, you know, really yeah. super cute stuff. Um, and, like, we played, um, like, guess, guess that, excuse me, guess that admin, and it's like we all submitted what we think our superpowers are. And so they put together the slideshow, of course, in admin fashion, the slideshow of what our superpower was with four choices. And we had to like guess which one was, you know, had that superpower. Mine was, I'm so fucking lame, time management. <laughs> My superpower is time management. Okay. That's important. I know, but compared to everyone else's, it was so lame. But I'm just like, but it's true. Like, you hand me anything, even if my plate is full, and I will figure out, and I will I will work it in. Like, I'm excellent with time management. Excellent. <clears throat> so I put down that that was my, you know, my superpower. And then the next slide after everyone guesses if it's you <clears throat> is your picture and they use this really weird picture it's like really really guys thanks so i i also left that party early it was supposed to be until like five but i left at like four because i i didn't want to play bingo or anything like that or like talk 
you know, like, because everyone was, like, talking, and it was just kind of like, oh, my God, like, I could really be doing, like, some work or something. Again, people with anxiety, like, they just want to either get out of doing things or even though, like, it's nice. It's so nice to do these things, and it's good, and, like, you know, usually you, you have fun while you do it, like... I, I had so much fun at my company Christmas party, just sitting there eating my weird cheese and salad and, and you know, all that stuff. Um, but it's like, it's, it's the talking to the people that you don't like connect with on a personal level that I, I guess I have an issue with. Um, you know, cause like I did it again with, with this, with my admin company party. And I was just like, I just, you know, this is very lovely, and thank you so much for inviting me, but I have to get off now. <laughs> like, I gotta go. Sorry. Bye. You know, so it's just, you know, the struggle is real. It's just, it, it's it been oh, a crazy day. Yeah. Something wow. That was cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have no idea what is happening. I don't even know what's going on. Weird. Don't electrocute yourself. Well, I mean... I think I'm just going to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it won't even turn off. The, uh... I'm plugging it. No. If the thing comes back on with it being unplugged. You should, we should just get off this right now yeah, and I'm like, it's, head for it's higher ground. This thing, it's hot too. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, this what? anxiety thing that you're describing, is this something you've been dealing with like for a long time? Like uh, all of your life? No, not all my life. Since, uh, since a little bit before COVID, like it started to get bad. And then, like, during COVID, when everyone just kind of, like, shut themselves in, I think it got, like, exacerbated. And, like, now, I mean, it's it's moved on to, like, different things. Like, it used to just be, for the longest time, like, I had this crazy, well, I still, I have this crazy fear of, like, driving in the wintertime. Like, if it snows, I will not drive. I have no fucking idea why. I, I don't, like, I, I get paralyzed if I think that, like, I'm sliding off the road or something. And it, it's not caused by any one crazy thing. But, like, then the social anxiety started coming, like, during COVID. And now it, it's, like, it's moved on to other things, too. Like, Christmas presents. I have every single Christmas present for my, like, I am do I'm done shopping for my kids, um, my, my son's partner, um, my husband, my mom, like I'm done. And because like, I keep having anxiety and nightmares about like waking up on Christmas morning and not being prepared. I wrapped everything, like everything's wrapped and ready to fucking go. I don't know what my fucking deal is, but it's like, I have to do these little things to make sure that I don't like freak out about it. And like, ever since I wrapped every single gift that I have, um, I, I don't have the nightmare anymore. So it's, it's, it's really messed up. Like I, I never dealt with that. Like, I mean, I always 
was, you know, like a little scared to drive in the wintertime, but like sometimes it gets so bad that like if we're driving to like Sam's Club on on 59, you know, like Hall Road, if we go to that Sam's Club, my husband will buy me a lottery ticket, like a crossword one so that I'll be busy the whole fucking way and I won't be like looking at the road because even though he's driving, I still am like attached to the fucking door handle and like nothing happened. It, I mean, I did... When I was pregnant with Matt, I did get into a, a bad accident and I had to go to the hospital and everything. And like there was this, you know, drunk driver that it was like in the middle of winter and there was a drunk driver and he came into my lane and he almost fucking hit me. And I swerved instead of hitting the truck, I hit two trees instead. And I was taken to the hospital because I was pregnant with Matt. And, um, you know, it, Matt was fine pregnancy was fine like everything was fine it turned out a-okay I just totaled my car which is which is fine after that I was still okay to like drive in winter I was just you know driving cautious more cautiously I still drove long ways like I drove to Ohio by myself I can't do that anymore it was like just a like maybe like a year before COVID happened like is when I started getting really really bad anxiety about driving in the winter and then that just kind of like spawned into having social anxiety plus that when COVID hit because everyone was just like not seeing anyone else and everyone was just fighting and up in arms and about you know masks and vaccines and all that shit and it's like I don't want to fucking talk to anybody I don't want to open up to anybody because they're all fucking judgmental assholes and um and then this is now spawning into like anxiety with like daily things and like things that I shouldn't really be af- afraid of but you know I'm fucking ter- terrified <laughs> and I don't like things sound good at the moment But if it's not with somebody that I feel, like, completely comfortable with, like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. You know, like, it'll sound good. And so I'll agree to it. And then when the time comes, like, I'll cancel. And that's usually my MO. You know, like, if if I'm being completely honest, like, if I'm canceling plans with somebody, you know, like, literally for no reason, it's because I'm not, I'm not comfortable with them or I don't feel like going out at, at that particular time. It's it's really bizarre and it's really weird. And of course, you know, they've been experimenting with all these lovely medications and stuff. And I just, I ended up stopping taking all of it because I didn't, I didn't like, I guess, how it made me feel either. So <laughs> I just tried to deal with it. Well, I mean, number one, there's there's nothing bizarre about it. Okay, like that is <laughs> that's one of those things that need to be taken off the proverbial table. Is that feeling that it's bizarre or it's weird or it's this or that because that on the back end feeds into what you're dealing with, and I feel like a lot of that is and even though it may not be a dominating thought. 
it is because there is a degree of worry about how you are perceived by other people. Um, I understand wholeheartedly why that's an important thing in people's lives, how they're perceived, what people think about them. A lot of people take that shit very, very seriously. Right. So Some of them go to the far extremes to the point to where they will alter who they are or who they want to be because they feel like they are not being accepted by a demographic or a particular person and, you know, whoever, your employer, your coworkers, it doesn't matter. Like you laid out a scenario where you went to the Christmas party and you've got people that are cutting their olives because that is the culture or that is whatever that environment entails. That is not who you are fundamentally. So yeah, there is, there is a disconnect there. You cannot relate to somebody who cuts their fucking olives. (laughs) We're talking olives. You, you spear these bitches and put them in like bloody Marys and whatnot. You know what I mean? Why are we cutting it up? I don't know if like one person started it and like the rest of them just kind of like looked and was like, Oh, is that how we're supposed to act? So you know, they started to because, like, pretty soon it was everyone was cutting their olives. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that people do this. Like, I take care of most of the kitchen duties that is, is in our office, you know, with, like, the snack area and all that shit. And, like, I've seen these people eat, and they are not that fancy. Like, so I almost want to say, like, that there was some weird driving forced that like one person was eating like that but it must have been some sort of weird important person for everyone to start following what they were doing because then i did it yeah and it's like that's not me like i i I don't want to be under a microscope and i don't even know who who's watching me you know and it no nobody's watching me (laughs) with that scenario i feel like that's you know they were trying to impress somebody whether it be the boss or whatever the case may be, like they're trying to present themselves as to, you know, some sort of higher standard or whatnot. But, you know, when you just said it, because when you are conducting yourself in your every day one way, and then you're going to a company Christmas party and you're acting something totally different than what you would do out of the norm, you have now become disingenuous. You you know, you are not who you are fundamentally. And if you can flip a switch like that, now I understand adapting to your environment to a degree. I'll give you an example. If, if, if I'm in a business meeting and I'm booking a live event or something like that, and I'm, 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 I am negotiating with a venue, with a representative of a venue, I'm not going to conduct my language in the way that I would on the show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, there, there is a degree of professionalism that have to be taken into play, but I'm not going to conduct myself. I mean, aside from toning down the rating of my language from rated M down to a PG, what you see is what you get. I'm still, I'm still the same dude. I'm just yeah. dialed back a little bit in a professional setting. Now, once I go step foot on that stage, after the deal is done and this is, you know, you're going to get who I am, whether you want it or not. Yeah. You know? I've um, never sworn at work, which is weird. What? I've, yeah. I've never said a swear word at work. 
I'm telling you, this job, it pays me like three times as much as what I ever made at any attorney's office. I'm always scared. I'm just like going to get fired or something. Like I'm not good enough for the job. But like I know that I am because I'm, I'm doing it and I've been doing it for four years. Like I'm damn good at my job and I, I know how good I am at my job. But there's always that that weird sense, you know, like you have to know your surroundings. And even though like none of the people that are physically at my office, like none of them control my position. They're not my boss. I do not work for them. You know, like nobody there controls my fate. Like I am a completely different person when I'm around that particular group of people and I know that I'm not myself so I think that that's why I'm so uncomfortable being around them in a like restaurant setting like I'm just not that person you know like every I'm I'm telling you it's so bizarre you know like arguments over the damn peanut butter that's you know we're like Google okay so our our business provides us like lunch or not like lunch um like breakfast stuff and snacks fruits veggies like a yogurt bar um string cheese english muffins any kind of soda that you can imagine bottled water coffee all the coffee and like not even just coffee but like the good stuff like starbucks and duncan's and tim hortons you know like all the coffee any kind of snack you can imagine from like kind bars to belvita breakfast bars pastries there's like godiva friggin chocolates and stuff for like when people need a snack like lifesaver mints and pita chips and hummus and you know like everything like our office provides us with those you know those things so like if we need like a little bit of a pick-me-up like we have plenty we have plenty and these people and like that's one of the perks of you know like working where I work it's it's an amazing company that does amazing things for like their employees and charities and like if we get hurt or sick or something like that and we need to take an extended period of time our like our company will pay an extra 20 percent on top of short-term disability so that we're getting 80 percent of our check our normal check being on short-term disability rather than 60 percent you know which is the norm like our company is a wonderful company you know That's like awesome. I, I was able to present the charity of my choice, a $10,000 check for something that's not even in our county. You know, like, as long as it has to deal with, like, children, it's it's fair game. You know, like, you can get these grants and stuff, and they will just pay this money to these charities and stuff. It, it's an amazing company, and you still have those people at my office that will sit there and bitch about oh, this is Jif peanut butter and not Jif natural peanut butter. Like, I require the Jif natural, and I'm just like, then bring it from home. You know, like, what is your deal? I mean, it's just, it, 
it amazes me how much good our company does by its employees, by its employees' beliefs and morals, and and how much people still complain about stuff that's being done for them when if they go to work for any other company like mine, they don't provide anything like that. Nothing. You get no say. You get a paycheck. You know, and it's it's like that's and that's that's why like I love my job so much and probably why I have a tough time with employees because I'm more on that more appreciative level where it's like I've never had something like that and now I do and I'm so appreciative to have this job and this opportunity and you know to to make this money and to to spread the love you know like get to help out local charities like around me and here they are complaining about the kind of peanut butter that we carry and it just like I said, they're just not my kind of people. That right there is a part of the foundation on why you have the anxiety that you do in a work-related scenario. Because fundamentally, you cannot and you do not relate to that kind of mentality. That's not who you are as a person when you have a fundamental clash like that it is going to cause some degree of anxiety especially when you are dealing with an individual who based on their behavior you know they have these expectations they have this sense of entitlement yes that is not how we grew up and the fact that an individual like that has achieved some degree of success, whether it be monetarily, you have a fancy title um, after your name on a business card, whatever the case may be, they have now taken a step off the foundations of life, the fundamentals of life and what is truly important. The kind of peanut butter that you are putting on your cracker is not the end-all, be-all of what is important in life, and you need to get a fucking reality check. That is why you and people like you have these kinds of struggles. It's not a problem. It's not an issue. It's not weird. It's not. It's none of that. And and like I said before, like I was getting to before. You need to get that stigma off the table, okay? The problem isn't people with anxiety, like what you're laying out, Amy. You are not the problem. You do not have the issue because if more people were on the same fundamental level as you are and the way you go about life, how you communicate with other people, the way you just present yourself in general, you would be probably more apt to be open to these individuals. And I'm not saying open up the book of life and just let them have free reign into who and what you are fundamentally, but you wouldn't have the level of anxiety that you do. And yeah. I totally get it. Um, I dealt with that shit for a long time. 
because I was employed by companies that had company Christmas parties and like, I'll give you an example in the apartment maintenance industry. Like I knew the people on my property. I like, I knew of other people from other properties because I had some sort of correspondence with them, but you get all 15 properties on one site for this Christmas party. I would not correspond with, even though I was the maintenance supervisor and I was kind of like a representative of our, of our property. Hey, you want to talk to me? You come to me that way. I'm controlling the narrative. I'm controlling. I am in control of the situation. You are approaching me and I am allow. I am going to give you just this much, right? I nowadays it isn't really like that anymore just because my whole outlook on life is different. The way I, I conduct myself is different. Um, and I mean, and I'm not saying Amy, you need to get your thought process and check here. I mean, it, cause it would be real easy for, as you were laying that out, like with the scenario with your work party, with your actual work party that you went to with, with the sliced olives and shit. It would have been real easy for me to be, look, you could have used that opportunity to promote the podcast or to promote the network or, you, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> and like, I understand they do, like podcasts. Like, oh, I wish see, on listen to me. It's that kind of opening that I look for nowadays when I when I'm conducting myself with somebody. And I mentioned something. Well, I created a podcast network. Podcast. <laughs> like what? What do you? What do you do? Well, let me tell you. And then, man, I turn I I turn <clears throat> the persona button to a to a fucking ten. Let me tell you what the fuck I do. <laughs> and like it goes right. Like I go in in into gimmick mode or character mode. Like I am now on, you are now back on my level because you are asking me about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Who else is more of an expert than me on what the fuck I'm doing. And right. it, it puts your mind in a completely different reference. You know what I'm saying? Now with you and people who struggle with anxiety, uh, I feel like, you know, like you laid the, the scenario out, you know, you, you were scared to drive in, in the wintertime. You have, you mentioned that several months ago during another, another episode here. I don't even remember why it was brought up, but I, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. And I wondered back then, Jesus, had she been in a, in a bad accident and that's why you have the feelings that you do about driving in the wintertime. Like, like I can totally relate. If that was the case, I got smashed by a fucking semi truck and like lived to tell about it. So anytime I'm around a semi truck on the expressway, like I, I'm white knuckling it a little bit, like my grip on the steering wheel is a little bit tighter than it was, yeah. you know, before I approached it. Um, COVID fucked everybody up. It also had the opportunity to really unite us as a nation because we were all forced, most of us 
were forced into lockdowns and you know all all of this other shit. We should have emerged from that as united as we've ever been. Yeah. Because we saw what basic freedoms look like when they are stripped away from us. And we should have emerged from that united and okay, what do we got to do to make sure that this shit don't ever happen again because this was a real life fucking nightmare that you would only see in a horror flick but it played out in very much real life. It didn't do that. In fact, it further split our society because everybody got used to being on their own and having only them and a handful of people to answer to, talk to, correspond with, or whatever. We forgot how to communicate. Right. We, we forgot how to express our feelings in a conductive manner without it, be, you know, I feel this way, and I'm right for feeling this way. And if you don't feel sorry for me or this or everything, you are the fucking asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, if anybody had any degree of anxiety or anxious or, or depression or anything before COVID hit, man, that shit was multiplied tenfold during the pandemic. And I don't know. I mean, for some, I don't know if they're ever going to recover. Like, it strengthened, I, I feel like it strengthened, like, the family bond, you know, because I bonded more, like, with my kids and my husband and, you know, not being able to really go anywhere or do anything because everything was fucking shut down and closed or whatever. Like, I, I felt like we did more together as a family, but mm-hmm. when it came to socializing on the outside, like, everyone just shut the fuck down. And, like, you know me. Like, anytime I go up to someone, I'm always like, oh, my God, give me a hug. You know, like, I, I'm a hugger. I'm not, you know, I don't, oh, let's shake hands or let's elbow bump. Like, that's, it, for me, like, it completely took out, like, the emotion in you know, seeing people, seeing your friends and, you know, stuff like that. And I I think it really exacerbated, you know, a lot of anxieties and stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm not afraid to get sick or anything. I just, it's like, I don't know how to respond to people anymore, you know, because I don't know what they're going to be like. I don't know if they're going to like come at me with their fucking weird shit and I I don't like that either like I don't like people's personal agendas when it comes to like political things or you know mask mandates or vaccine fucking status I I don't I don't like hearing about that shit I don't want to fucking hear about that shit I like I want to hear about you like how are you you know um but I think a lot of people got lost in that. And now it's like, oh, well, I wonder if they're a Republican or a Democrat, or I wonder if they're fucking vaccinated or not, or I wonder if they're for masks or against masks. And to me, it's like that shit shouldn't matter. So like now it's kind of like, I I wonder the same thing about them only because I don't want it crammed down my throat. Like, I don't know who to converse with because I don't know whether or not they're going to ask me about weird shit that is none of their fucking business anyways. And this shit doesn't even matter. And like, I just, I get so just weird about it. Like, I know you know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. I mean, as, as you were saying that, the, 
one of the things that came into my mind was, you know, you had your friend Liz on the show here a number of weeks back and like she laid out a, a scenario like she cannot uh, communicate or have any the kind of relationship that she would want in her immediate family dynamic. <laughs> because of something like politics and she right. said you know if i see somebody on the side of the road or if i'm going to hold a door open for somebody i'm not going to sit there and ask them what what political affiliation they support and that's going to to determine whether or not i hold the door open or help them out if they have a flat tire whatever the case right. may be who gives a fuck right you know and and that's that's one of the things about 2020 because it wasn't just a pandemic we were dealing with. We were in the midst of a very controversial presidential election that right. divided this country to, to the depths that probably it's going to be felt for a long time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always been, you know, you're, you're, you support a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or whatever. It's been like that since the test of time in this country, but it's right. never been the determining factor of who and what people are, unless you are directly in the political arena. Now, um, if you are basing your presentation and you're basing how you live your life on that, on what somebody else's political affiliation or religious beliefs or things of that nature, you have completely missed the fucking point of all of this. That right. should be a factor in it. It should be a part of who the, who they are, but it shouldn't be exactly who they are. Right. Like you have made no bones about the fact that, you know, a lot of times you side on the Republican side of things. I am on the opposite end of that spectrum. Some, you know, more often than not, I have found myself agreeing with the Democrats more often than not. But that doesn't mean that you and I can't be friends. Right. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about you because right. of who you voted for. I don't give a fuck. That's, you know what, what, I'm that's what I'm saying. It's like, to me, none of that shit even matters. It's you're still you, no matter what your political affiliation is or where you know like what's good for your life you know like there's a reason why you side more on the democratic side and it's because a lot of their policies fit like what you want in life or what you strive for in life or what you believe in you know um and that doesn't matter to me like not at all like and and I'm not like one of the hardest things is like everyone's situation is different and to really like recognize that everyone's situation is different it's you have to you have to expect that like one of your friends is going to be a Democrat or a Republican or, you know, something that you're not or believe in something that you don't particularly believe in or, you know, maybe you don't think it's right, but it doesn't mean it's wrong either. Right. And like, you have to recognize that too. Like my beliefs may not be your beliefs, but who's to say that mine are right and yours are wrong. You know, like that re always, always, always remains to be seen. Like, 
later on. And if it is, it's not like one of those, huh, I fucking told you so. It's, oh, no, okay, I I get it. You know, like, it, it's, it's all about how, like, you respond. I'm really good with, like, talking to people and responding to people, but not when they're so fucking forceful. Yeah, that's and it. And it, it's, it's just like, this conversation is going to go nowhere if you cannot talk to me like a civilized human being. You know, like, I do not treat you any differently for your, you know, what you believe in because that's what's best for you and your family. Like, at the time, the whole Obamacare thing, it was just like, no, you know, like, I didn't like that. Because I'm like, oh, my God, like, I have to pay for it. And that's going to take away, you know, like, the competition of it if you just make, like, universal health care kind of like Canada. And it's like people didn't understand that, like, health care is not free. Someone still has to, someone still has to pay the nurses and surgeons and doctors and, you know, all those people. Like, health care is not free right. at all by any stretch of the imagination. So how the fuck are they going to do this universal health care and Obamacare and what he was proposing? It was it was preposterous to me. But on the flip side of that, I also understood there were there were families in poverty that really couldn't afford fucking health care and they didn't have any. So even just a little bit of health care to them was something. And it's like, why can't people see both sides of the coin and and see, okay, well, this is, they believe that way because this is what's good for their situation and their family at the time. And this is, you know, okay with me because this is what's good for my family and my situation at the time. It Both are correct, essentially, you know, because you're just believing in something that's good enough for your family and your situation at that moment like and it turned out it didn't really work that great but do you see me telling those people in freaking poverty that can't afford health care oh see fucking told you so fucking libtards you know no absolutely not like that is crazy to me i i if anything, I would tell them, you know what? I only wish that it, it will it will somehow get better for you, that there's some sort of program that will fucking pick it up so that you can get some kind of health care because you're right. Like, it's fucked up. It's totally fucked up, and there should be something for you, too. You know, like, that would be all I have to say. But I'm just, I'm just one person. And I, you know, I'm, I, I know I can be very opinionated, but I don't try to push my agenda on other people um, at all, at all, because my beliefs are not everyone else's because everyone's situation is different. Absolutely. Yeah. It so. is, I mean, you know, we're, we focus a lot on, you know, politics and religion here, you know, in terms of, 
some sort of a division within our society, within families in some cases. But I mean, it's it's not always on that deep of a level. You know, you, you can look at just about every aspect of life and there's going to be a debate of some sort. Right, do you like Coke? Do you like Pepsi? Do you like Ford? Do you like Chevy? Do you like um, the Detroit Lions or the Green Bay Packers? Do you like Austin or right. The Rock? You know, it's there's, there's monumental things happening here, you know, but yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, well, and it makes oh. you scared because everyone else is like now they're like heavy fucking keyboard warriors. Oh yeah. And and that's the bad bad part is because now that everyone was like in confinement for you know COVID, like now everyone's a fucking keyboard w- warrior. But if they got in front of my face, they wouldn't say the same thing. But some of them will because. Mm-hmm being a keyboard warrior kind of gave some of those people fucking balls. And that's where you have now all these videos of the Karens and Kens of the world. And, you know, all these fucking just absolutely crazy videos of these people just that are so entitled and people that are like, no, I'm right. You're wrong. And it's like, it's not like that. And that's, what I fear when I am speaking to people that I, I, I don't really know, you know, it's, it's the same, but you know, I, I just try, I don't know. I just, I just try to stay as neutral as possible. And I don't really tell a lot of people about myself because I don't want their shit shoved down my throat because at the end of the day, they're not, they're not in my shoes they're not on my journey and they don't know me (laughs) you know you you don't want the shit shoved down your throat but at the also in in turn and i feel like this is where you know a lot gets fueled into your anxiety is is you don't want who you are or what you believed in to be turned around and used against you that's that's a big thing right you know because i know I'm good at my job. If that's like the one thing I'm the most confident about at work, it's a relationship with you means nothing to me. My job is everything to me. And I don't want anyone being able to wreck that by weird assumptions of me. I mean, shit, I hid my tattoos from everyone for like a year and a half nobody even knew that i had tattoos or piercings like it it was crazy nobody had any idea now like why should i be afraid to be myself at work like i have a shit ton of tattoos more than they will ever see in their entire life i'm betting you know because i'm not their kind of people but I didn't want them to see me and and judge me based on tattoos or piercings. I want them to see me and judge me based on the work that I put out. And that's where I get real weird. You know, that's where the anxiety comes in. I don't want to be judged based on things that doesn't, it doesn't matter because I'm still doing my job and I still do my job damn fucking well, 
you know. I feel like I, for me, I, I, I use opportunities like that to make a point in, in like, I see what you're saying, but you don't want to have this preconceived notion or these people have an opinion of you because of what you may look like physically. You have tattoos, you have piercings. Great. Now, 25 years ago, that may have been a thing where you're like, geez, you know, that chick is not so much. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, that's a lot more. I mean, you got people that have from shoulder to wrist sleeves. Like you don't see um, any of their natural skin. Everything is covered in tattoos. That's just, I mean, that's the way our our society has changed (laughs) as far as acceptance. Um, But at the same time, like, people have a pre a preconceived notion of me if they're meeting me for the first time you know especially in a professional environment where i work who pays my bills or whatever um and like if somebody has a less than favorable um preconceived notion of me because they may have heard something from somebody else i use that opportunity to purposely make my own uh, my, my own name known, like you thought I was this, that, or the other thing, but I have demonstrated through my actions that what you thought was wrong. Yeah. And you know, like I enjoy doing that. It's a very cerebral approach because people, and a lot of people, and you said, especially online, they're keyboard warriors. They'll, they'll sit behind a screen or their phone and just type out whatever, whenever, without any thought of repercussions. You don't get that. You don't, that doesn't happen in face to face, you know, uh, unless, you know, there are some that will, you know, they think they're Barney badass and they'll say whatever they want because they think that they're important and in the grand scheme of things, they're really not. And they have a hard time, you know, coming to grips with that. Um, but above all else, like, this goes for you. This goes for other people who, who deal with things like this. Um, like, you know who you are fundamentally on the inside. You know what your intentions are. You know whether you're a good person or a bad person. You know, yeah. even even assholes more often than not know they're assholes. And they're perfectly okay with that. That is not you. That is not people like you. And, you know. Everybody has their own quirks, hiccups, hangups, whatever. Like everybody, everybody does. That doesn't define who you are as a person. You know, if anything, you know, it's a, it's a defense mechanism in some regard. Sometimes we know what we're trying to defend ourselves from. Other times we don't. We just feel like we have to be on defense mode just in case. I was very much one of those people. I'm learning not to be like that as much. Still, you know, there's still a wall of sorts that I, I surround myself with, but um, I will not ever allow the uh, thoughts or opinions or things of this nature of what other people think or perceive of me to dictate who and what I am or what I'm going to do in life. Not everybody gets to that level of clarity, you know what I mean? And that's what yeah. it is. It's like, once you come to that realization, there is something of a clearing in your mind that happens to be like, this is who the fuck I am, you know, and, and who I am does not, 
like who I am right now is why I'm good at my job or it's why I'm this and it's why I'm that. And everybody else needs to recognize that instead of them, per, you know, putting themselves on some sort of bullshit pedestal or some sort of pecking order or what, whatever the case may be. And yeah, that may be a thing in their, in their professional life, but more often than not, it does not translate well to off work hours or what I call real life. Um, if you can't separate the two, that's a problem. Yeah. You're able to, you know what I mean? Because I feel like you and I are like, for me, when I punch out, that's it. I don't give that fucking place a second thought. I, it, I give it a second thought, but usually it's like on the way home and I'm just like trying to train my brain on what I have to do the next day or decompressing, which is why I don't like talking about it when I get home. Mm-hmm. Like we had previously discussed, you know, like I don't tell Tim about my day every day because like once I'm out of there and I've already on the drive home because it's a long drive home. Like I've already processed everything and kind of prepared myself a little bit mentally. And and I do kind of like the same thing before I go to bed. Okay, I know I need to do this like first thing when I get in there in the morning. And then like I'll, I'll start to just sort things out through my head. But for me to like sit there and talk about it and talk about it and talk, it's only <laughs> two bad things. I just don't want to talk about it because I want to forget about it until it's time right before bed to kind of sort through my head what I have to do or what I'm preparing myself for for the next day. And then I do the same thing while I'm on my way to work. And that's kind of like how I just get through every day. And I mean, it just seems, you know, to work. I mean, they're not like, they're not, I I don't want to say that they're like absolutely horrible that like I hate where I work. That's not, it's not it at all, but that's, where a lot of the anxiety comes from. I can understand. I can. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. You're not weird. You're not bizarre. You're not anything. <laughs> you know. You sure? A, well, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, listen, everything, everything happens. Um, we are, we, we learn we never stop growing in one way or the other. We either grow up to the side or grow down. You know what I mean? It, it just all depends on your approach. We are always, we always have the capability to improve, evolve, and grow. We, I mean, every single day provides us one thing, whether we acknowledge it or not, that's individualized. So yeah, I do know you, you are not weird. This, who you are, and why you deal with the way with the way you deal with things the way that you do is a result of something that has happened in your life whether it's a conscious effort or a subconscious one now i'm not a psychiatrist i or anything like that this is just how i see shit because i look at my life and how i deal with things and people take exception to the way i deal with things at times they haven't walked a mile in my shoes they don't know why I respond this way to this kind of scenario because of something that happened in my past. They have no fucking clue, nor do I have a, any clue as to why you respond in the way you do. doesn't make you wrong. It just, and if, and if it causes you any degree of ill feelings, 
okay, well, let's figure out where the root of this is and come up with a plan of attack so this isn't a thing. It's not going to happen overnight more often than not. It's going to take some time. It's going to take support. It's going to take patience. But if it's something that, you know, is heavy on your mind and in your heart, then there's resolution. We just got to figure out what it is and how to, how to get there, you know? Yeah. No, nothing weird about it. That's what makes you you. It's what makes you unique. It's what makes everybody else them, you know? We weren't created on a, on a, on a assembly line. Like, there is no two that are exactly the same. Even That's twins. That's an assembly line in there? <laughs> Just pumping people out? No, no. I mean, if they did, they broke the mold with us. That's for sure. <laughs> That's very true. Anything else you want to add this week? No, thank you, dear. Right. You feeling better? I do, actually. Thank you. Great. I'm that's not good. weird. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be the next shirt over on the Real Podcast uh, online store, powered by Anchor.fm. The I'm not weird shirt. See? I'm not weird. You're weird. Every- <laughs> There's there's the back design. Yeah. <laughs> Look for that next week over on uh, on our online store. That's fun. Um, any questions, comments, feedback, show topic ideas, anything of the sort, hit us up over on Facebook. Just look for The Real Podcast. Or you can find our contact information at closetotheheart.net. And we will be back here next uh, Saturday. Uh, with a brand new episode. Oh, real quick programming note. Um, Amy, I'm 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 saying this because I know this will be of interest to you. I have a special guest that's joining me on Tuesday's show for the Klaus to the Heart podcast. Hmm. Fellow Hall of Famer has a very personal story to share and update. A longtime close personal friend of mine, and um, <laughs> this guy was. Uh, he was the first one to jump aboard with the creation of the Michigan Wrestling Organization back in 1994. Todd Grossbauer is coming on to the show. Uh, he Listen, anybody who's been following his story knows what kind of struggle he's dealing with. And he's literally like in the fight of his life right now. And he's coming on to the show on Tuesday. And... Um, He's going to share a story and bring awareness of what he's dealing with. Not just him, but there's so many people that are in his situation, and we want to shed some light on that, especially during the holiday season. So I say that to say, Amy, if uh, we are actually going to be recording um, that episode uh, on Saturday afternoon. So if you want to be a part of that discussion and you are available at that time, you're more than welcome to do a crossover over to the Klaus to the Heart podcast. I meant because I knew as soon as we got off here and we went our separate ways for the night, I was going to forget about telling you that. And I really wanted to tell you that. So yeah, here we are. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Because yeah, Todd is God, he's such an amazing human being. And I know that like I, you know, I shared a story too, but I'm I'm so glad that you, you know, um have the opportunity to have him on. So that he can, you know, he's he's really looking 
hard and there there are so many rules to being an, an organ donor and um and on the the organ donor list and i just god i know that this means so much to him and that's mm-hmm. amazing that you're doing that and yes by and large i will i will time manage myself <laughs> in order to 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 attempt to be there for sure i will i will try my hardest because i'm telling you this is this is such an amazing story he's an amazing human being and you know if not for nothing just listen and and be appreciative of what you have if if nothing else you know nothing else this man is just an amazing person I'm just, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. That's all right. That's all right. I just, it's, I just love him. Yeah. Um, so so check that out. This Tuesday at beginning at midnight, uh, the new episode of the Calls to the Heart podcast will drop. We will be back here next Saturday with another new installment of The Real Podcast here on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Mm-hmm.